Chapters 31 through 54 of On Illustrious Men by St. Jerome. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 31. Mausanus, not inconsiderable among those who have written on ecclesiastical doctrine, in the reign of Marcus Antonius Verus, wrote a book to certain brethren who had turned aside from the church to the heresy of the Anchorites. Chapter 32. Modestus, also in the reign of Marcus Antonius and Lucius Aurelius Commodius, wrote a book against Marcion, which is still extant. Some other compositions pass under his name, but are regarded by scholars as spurious. Chapter 33. Partisans of Mesopotamia is reckoned among the distinguished men. He was at first a follower of Valentinius, and afterwards his opponents, and himself founded a new heresy, he has the reputation among the Syrians of having been a brilliant genius and vehement in argument. He wrote a multitude of works against almost all heresies which had come into existence in his time. Among these, a most remarkable and strong work was the one which he addressed to Marcus Antonius on fate and many other volumes on persecution, which his followers translated from the Syriac language into Greek. If indeed so much force and brilliancy appears in the translation, how great it must have been in the original. Chapter 34 Victor, 13th Bishop of Rome, wrote On the Paschal Controversy and some other small works. He ruled the church for ten years in the reign of Emperor Severus. Chapter 35 Irenaeus, a presbyter under Pothinius, the bishop who ruled the church of Lyon in Gaul, being sent to Rome as legate by the martyrs of this place, on account of certain ecclesiastical questions, presented to Bishop Eleutherians certain letters under his own name, which are worthy of honor. Afterwards, when Pothinius, nearly ninety years of age, received the crown of martyrdom for Christ, he was put in his place. It is certain, too, that he was a disciple of Polycarp, the priest and martyr, whom we mentioned above. He wrote five books against heresies and a short volume, against the nations and another, on discipline, a letter to Marcianus, his brother, on apostolic preaching, a book of various treaties, also to Blastus, on schism, and Fortinius, on monarchy, or that God is not the author of evil, also an excellent commentary on the Ogodad, at the end of which indicating that he was near the apostolic period he wrote, I endure thee whosoever shall transcribe this book by our Lord Jesus Christ, and by his glorious advent, in which he shall judge the quick and the dead, that you diligently compare, after you have transcribed, and amend it according to the copy from which you have transcribed it, and also that you shall similarly transcribe this adjuration as you find it in your pattern. Other works of his are in circulation, to wit, to Victor, the Roman bishop, on the Paschal Controversy, in which he warns him not lightly to break the unity and fraternity, if indeed Victor believed that the many bishops of Asia and the East, who with the Jews celebrated the Passover, on the fourteenth day of the new moon, were to be condemned. But even those who differed from them did not support Victor in his opinion. He flourished chiefly in the reign of Emperor Commodius, who succeeded Marcus Antonius Verus in power. Chapter 36. Pentanus, a philosopher of the Stoic school, according to some Alexandrian custom, 
where from the time of Mark the Evangelist, ecclesiastics were always doctors, was of so great prudence and erudition, both in scripture and secular literature, that on the request of the legates of that nation, he was sent to India by Demetrius, bishop of Alexandria, where he found that Bartholomew, one of the twelve apostles, had preached the advent of the Lord Jesus, according to the Gospel of Matthew, and on his return to Alexandria, he brought this with him, written in Hebrew characters. Many of his commentaries on holy scriptures are indeed extant, but his living voice was of still greater benefit to the churches. He taught in the reigns of the emperor Severus and Antonius Cernan Caracalla. Chapter 37 Rodo, a native of Asia, instructed in the scriptures at Rome by Tatian, whom we mentioned above, published many things, especially a work against Marcion, in which he tells how the Marcionites differ from one another, as well as from the church, and says that the aged Appels, another heretic, was once engaged in a discussion with him, and that he, Rodo, held Appels up to ridicule, because he declared that he did not know the God whom he worshipped. He mentioned in the same book, which he wrote to Calastian, that he had been a pupil of Tatian at Rome. He also composed elegant treaties on the six days of creation, in a notable work against the Phrygians. He flourished in the reigns of Commodius and Severus. Chapter 38. Clemens, presbyter of the Alexandrian church, and a pupil of Pentanus, mentioned above, led the theological school at Alexandria after the death of his master, and was the teacher of the catechites. He is the author of notable volumes, full of eloquence and learning, both in sacred scripture and in secular literature. Among these are the Stromata, eight books, Hypostosis, eight books, Against the Nations, one book, on Pedagogy, three books, on the Passover, Discussion on Fasting, and another book entitled What Rich Man is Saved, one book on Calumny, on Ecclesiastical Canons, and Against Those Who Follow the Error of the Jews, one book which he addressed to the Alexander Bishop of Jerusalem. He also mentions in his volumes of Stromata the work of Tatian against the nations, which we mentioned above, and the chronology of one Pisanius, a work which I have not been able to find. He also mentioned certain Jewish writers against the nations, one Arstiobolus and Demetrius and Eupolomius, who, after the example of Josephus, asserted the primacy of Moses and the Jewish people. There is a letter of Alexander the Bishop of Jerusalem, who afterwards ruled the church with Narcissus on the ordination of Eclepiads the Confessor, addressed to the Antiochians congratulating them, at the end of which he says, These writings, honored brethren, I have sent to you by the blessed Presbyter Clement, a man illustrious and approved, whom you also know, and with whom you will become better acquainted, a man who, when he had come hither by the special providence of God, strengthened and enlarged the church of God. Origen is known to have been his disciple. He flourished, moreover, during the reigns of Severus and his son Antonius. Chapter 39. Miltilades, of whom Rodo gives an account in the work which he wrote against Montanus, Priscilla, and Maximilla, wrote a considerable volume against these same persons and other books against the nations and the Jews, and addressed an apology to the then ruling emperors. 
He flourished in the reign of Marcus Antonius and Commodius. Chapter 40 Apollinus, an exceedingly talented man, wrote against Montanus, Priscilla, and Maximilla, a notable and lengthy volume, in which he asserts that Montanus and his mad prophetesses died by hanging, and many other things, among which are the following concerning Priscilla and Maximilla. If they denied that they have accepted gifts, let them confess that those who do not accept are not prophets, and I will prove by a thousand witnesses that they have received gifts, for it is by other fruits that prophets are shown to be prophets indeed. Tell me, does a prophet dye his hair? Does a prophet stain her eyelids with antimony? Is a prophet adorned with fine garments and precious stones? Does a prophet play with dice and tables? Does he accept usury? Let them respond whether this ought to be permitted or not. It will be my task to prove that they do these things. He says in the same book that the time when he wrote the work was the fortieth year after the beginning of the heresy of the Cataphrygians. Tertullian added to the six volumes which he wrote on ecstasy against the church a seventh, directed especially against Apollinarius, in which he attempts to defend all which Apollinarius refuted. Apollinarius flourished in the reigns of Commodus and Severus. Chapter 41 Serapion, ordained bishop in Antioch in the eleventh year of Emperor Commodius, wrote a letter to Caracus and Pontius on the heresy of Montanus, in which he said that you may know, moreover, that the madness of this false doctrine, that is, the doctrine of a new prophecy, is retrobated by all the world. I have sent to you the letters of the Most Holy Apollarius, Bishop of Heropolis in Asia. He wrote a volume also to Dominus, who in the time of persecution went over to the Jews, and another work on the gospel which passes under the name of Peter, a work to the church of Rosentius in Cilicia, who by the reading of this book had turned aside to heresy. There are here and there short letters of his, harmonious in character with the ascetic life of their author. Chapter 42 Apollinus, a Roman senator under the emperor Commodius, having been denounced by a slave as a Christian, gained permission to give a reason for his faith, and wrote a remarkable volume which he read in the Senate. Yet, nonetheless, by the will of the Senate, he was beheaded for Christ by virtue of an ancient law among them, that Christians who had once been brought before the judgment seat should not be dismissed unless they recanted. Chapter 43 Theophilus, Bishop of Caesarea in Palestine, the city formerly called Turris, Stratonius, in the reign of Emperor Severus, wrote, in conjunction with the other bishops, a synodical letter of great utility against those who celebrated the Passover with the Jews on the fourteenth day of the month. Chapter 44 Pachillus, Bishop of Corinth, was held in renown under the same Emperor Severus, and wrote, as representative of all the bishops who were in Achaia, an elegant work on the Passover. Chapter 35. Polycrates, bishop of the Ephesians, with other bishops of Asia, who, in accordance with some ancient custom, celebrated the Passover with the Jews on the fourteenth of the month, wrote a synodal letter against Victor, bishop of Rome, in which he says that he follows the authority of the Apostle John and of the ancients. From this we make the following brief quotations. We therefore celebrate the day according to usage. 
inviolably neither adding anything nor taking away anything from it. For in Asia lie the remains of the great saints, of those who shall rise again on the day of the Lord, when he shall come in majesty from heaven, and shall quicken all the saints. I mean Philip, one of the twelve apostles who sleeps at Heropolis, and whose daughters, who were virgins until their death, and another daughter of his who died at Ephesus, full of the Holy Spirit, and John too, who lay on our Lord's breast, and was his high priest, carrying the golden fontlet on his forehead, both martyr and doctor, fell asleep at Ephesus, and Polycarp, bishop and martyr, died at Smyrna. Thrasys of Eumenia, also bishop and martyr, rests in the same Smyrna. What need is there of mentioning Sagaris, bishop and martyr, who sleeps in Laodicea, and the blessed Papyrus and Melito, eunuch in the Holy Spirit, who, ever serving the Lord, was laid to rest at Sardis, and there awaits his resurrection at Christ's advent. These all observe the day of the Passover on the fourteenth of the month, and no wise departing from the evangelical tradition, and following the ecclesiastical canon. I also, Polycrates, the least of all your servants, according to the doctrine of my relatives, which I also have followed, for there were seven of my relatives bishops indeed, and I the eighth, have always celebrated the Passover when the Jewish people celebrated the putting away of the leaven. And so, brethren, being sixty-five years old in the Lord, and instructed by many brethren from all parts of the world, and having searched all the scriptures, I will not fear those who threaten us. For my predecessors say, It is fitting to obey God rather than men. I quote this to show, through a small example, the genius and authority of the man. He flourished in the reign of the emperor Severus, in the same period as Narcissus of Jerusalem. Chapter 46. Heraclitus, in the reign of Commodius and Severus, wrote commentaries on the Acts and Epistles. Chapter 47. Maximus, under the same emperors, propounded in a remarkable volume the famous questions, What is the origin of evil, and whether matter is made by God? Chapter 48. Candidus, under the above-mentioned emperors, published most admirable treatises on the six days of creation. Chapter 49. Appion, under the emperor Severus, likewise quotes treaties on the six days of creation. Chapter 50. Sextus, in the reign of the emperor Severus, wrote a book on the resurrection. Chapter 51. Arabinus, under the same emperor, published certain small works relating to Christian doctrine. Chapter 52. Judas discussed at length the seventy weeks mentioned in Daniel and wrote a chronography of former times which he brought up to the tenth year of Severus. He is convicted of error in respect of this work in that he prophesied at the advent of Antichrist would be about his period. But this was because the greatness of the persecutions seemed to forebode the end of the world. Chapter 53. Tertullian the Presbyter, now regarded as chief of the Latin writers after Victor and Apollinus, was from the city of Carthage in the province of Africa, and was the son of a proconsul or centurion, a man of keen and vigorous character. He flourished chiefly in the reign of the emperor Severus and Antonius Caracalla, and wrote many volumes which we pass by because they are well known to most. I myself have seen a certain Paul, an old man of Concordia, a town of Italy, who, while he himself was a very young man, had been secretary to the blessed Cyprian, who was already advanced in age. 
he said that he himself had seen how cyprian was accustomed never to pass a day without reading tertullian and that he frequently said to him give me the master meaning by this tertullian he was presbyter of the church until middle life afterwards driven by the envy and abuse of the clergy of the roman church he lapsed to the doctrine of montanus and mentions the new prophecy in many of his books he composed moreover directly against the church volumes on modesty on persecution on fasts on monogamy six books on ecstasy and a seventh which he wrote against apollonius he is said to have lived to a decrepit old age and to have composed many small works which are not extant chapter fifty four origin surnamed adamantius a persecution having been raised against the christians in the tenth year of severus pertinix and his father leondas having received the crown of martyrdom for christ was left at the age of about seventeen with his six brothers and widowed mother in poverty for their property had been confiscated because of confessing christ when only eighteen years old he undertook the work of instructing the catechetes in the scattered churches of alexandria afterwards appointed by demetrios bishop of the city successor to the presbyter clement he flourished many years when he had already reached middle life on account of the churches of Achaia, which were torn with many heresies he was journeying to athens by way of palestine under the authority of an ecclesiastical letter and having been ordained presbyter by theoxtius and alexander bishops of caesarea and jerusalem he offended demetrius who was so wildly enraged at him that he wrote everywhere to injure his reputation it is known that before he went to caesarea he had been at rome under bishop zephrinus immediately on his return to alexandria he made heraclius the presbyter who continued to wear his philosopher's garb his assistant in the school for catechesis heraclius became bishop of the church of alexandria after demetrius how great the glory of origen was appears from the fact that Firmilianus, bishop of caesarea with all the cappadocian bishops sought a visit from him and entertained him for a long while some time afterwards going to palestine to visit the holy places he came to caesarea and was instructed at length by origen in the holy scriptures it appears also from the fact that he went to antioch on the request of Nemea, mother of the emperor alexander and a woman religiously disposed and was there held in great honor and sent letters to the emperor philip who was the first among the roman rulers to become a christian and to his mother letters which are still extant who is there who does not know also that he was so assiduous in the study of holy scriptures that contrary to the spirit of his time and of his people he learned the hebrew language and taking the septuagint translation he gathered the other translations also in a single work namely that of aquila aponticus the proselyte and theodosian the ebonite and symmachus an adherent of the same sect who wrote commentaries also on the gospel according to matthew from which he tried to establish his doctrine and besides these a fifth sixth and seventh translation which also have from his liberty he sought out with great diligence and compared with other editions and since i have given a list of his works in the volumes of letters which i have written to paula and a letter which i wrote against the works of varro i pass this by now for failing however to make mention of his immortal genius how that he understood dialectics as well as geometry arithmetic music grammar and rhetoric and taught all the schools of philosophers 
in such wise that he had also diligent students in secular literature and lectured to them daily and the crowds which flocked to him were marvelous these he received in the hope that through the instrumentality of this secular literature he might establish them in the faith of christ it is unnecessary to speak of the cruelty of that persecution which was raised against the christians and under decius who was mad against the religion of philip whom he had slain the persecution in which fabius bishop of the roman church perished at rome and alexander and babylus pontiffs of the churches of jerusalem and antioch were imprisoned for their confession of christ if anyone wishes to know what was done in regard to the position of origin he can clearly learn first indeed from his own epistles which after the persecution were sent to different ones and secondly from the sixth book of the church of the history of eusebius of caesarea and from his six volumes in behalf of the same origin he lived until the time of gallius and volusenius that is until his sixty-ninth year and died at tyre in which city he also was buried End of chapters 31 through 54